You're listening to What She Said, a podcast for bloggers and creatives hosted by me, Lucy Sharif, a freelance journalist living in London. Each week, I interview different women in blogging and the online world, getting their best blogging tips and advice, and a little bit of gossip too. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to What She Said. We've done almost an entire series together and I'm so excited by it and I'm even more excited about series two because I have so many awesome guests for you coming up. In this episode, I got to chat to my lovely friend Sarah Ferguson who runs the beautiful blog Brass Buttons and Confidence. She also has an amazing Instagram account which is probably where you know her. Earlier this year, we were both on a course together and she went from maybe 5,000 followers. She already had a beautiful Instagram account, but she just bloomed, which is kind of ironic because the course was called Bloom and Grow and skyrocketed her Instagram account. She really just found her creativity through Instagram. And if you don't follow her, then obviously all of her handles are linked in the show notes, but do go across and give her a follow because only does she have the most inspiring creative Instagram account out there but she's also just really a lovely lovely person I mean everybody that I interview is nice but she's just adorable she's so nice we chatted about some of the negative things that come with a big influx of followers on Instagram and how self-doubt can kind of rear its ugly head and the comparison trap and all those good things that we love talking about on here so I know you'll enjoy this episode please let us both know on Twitter or on Instagram. Make sure you give Sarah a follow everywhere and tell her how much you love the episode and how great you think she is. On with the episode. Hello. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. So exciting to chat to you. Just for anybody who doesn't know who you are, um, do you want to just introduce yourself and tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about your blogging journey so far? My name is Sarah and I have a little blog. It's called Brass Buttons and Confidence and I also have an Instagram which is just Sarah Louise Ferg. I am too many Sarah Louise Ferguson's <laughs> were, were taken, popular name. Um, yeah, so I think I started my blog four years ago um, and I've had Instagram for maybe longer than that but of course started with the whole embarrassing selfies and time at uni that when they had all the hideous filters and oh, yeah. just, you have to scroll back really, really <laughs> far to find all those dingy images. In fact, I think I've archived quite a few of them now. But yeah, um, things have only recently, sort of this year, started to to pick up um, and become more noticed and stuff. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long journey. <laughs> long journey, bit of a slog at times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, finally it's kind of starting to to pay off yeah. some of the work it's good yeah. um, so when you started your blog um yeah. what was the kind of purpose what was the impetus to start it well, fashion mm-hmm. fashion the fashion blog you know you would like look on online and I'd, there were so many fashion blogs out at the time and I was just like I need to get in on that that looks like so much fun and I just was at that point in my life didn't have a mortgage didn't have a husband so all my money just was spent on clothes anyway so (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I may as well blog about it. Um, so we just kind of, uh, the, the images back then were slightly less skillful. <laughs> didn't have a tripod, so I used to like, even it's even harder to be seen. No events up here either for us to go to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of the people that have been on the podcast uh, have been. I think the majority are London based, but there's been a couple mm. that have been Leeds. There's a really good kind of travel collective there. Yeah. I mean, um, I can feel it coming northern. Mm. I can feel it, like mm. you were saying on Twitter the other day. You know, just need to move up to this neck of the woods. Yes, Paris, Yorkshire, and you just do that bit closer. <laughs> <laughs> That was obviously one of the biggest stumbling blocks for you because you've had a really interesting journey. So you've been blogging for mm. a little bit and you've had an Instagram for a little bit. But literally, if you don't follow Sarah on Instagram, then obviously after this podcast episode, you will. But I'm pretty sure that quite a lot of people <laughs> listening know who you are. But you're, we were on the same similar, no, the same course um, by the wonderful Sarah Tasker, mm-hmm. friend of the podcast. And... Mm-hmm. I've literally seen you in front of my eyes go from you already had you already had a good strong following but suddenly it just blew up and your photos just became incredible I mean I've always I've been dying to do the courses for ages and it was always a case of will it do anything for me will it actually work and you you just need to listen to your gut because it works she knows exactly what she's talking about and it won't happen overnight but it just for me unleashed some sort of creative demon from within started off with you know the flowers and things and then opened up this photoshop world you know the ideas just keep coming so before that I mean I was really keen on photography and stuff but you know it was really hard to try and find a style and be noticed and then the algorithm came in and then it was even harder and I think then from going from like loads of pictures to myself and then I got pregnant and then it was loads of pictures of my baby and then I was like I couldn't focus or find what it was that I wanted to post that makes any sense at all because I'm coming rambling but you know it kind of got just lost in a sea of everyday images and then I thought oh that looks okay I'll just post that and then everyone loves a picture of a baby so you know they would get quite a lot of likes and they think oh should I be posting more of of her and then oh you get conflicted I I know what I want to post but is that what people want to see that's really hard as well so you wrote a really good post recently (laughs) about finding your Instagram style and Mm -hmm. kind of documented your process which is um, really interesting and I think quite a lot of people would find it quite different to how they do it and and also because when you're an Instagrammer with a certain following you can't really leave it to chance <laughs> you can't leave your creativity to chance you kind of have to work to find the images and it was really cool the way that you described it sometimes you draw out the kind of idea yeah yeah so I've got like the effort um, as well yeah I mean I spend I've probably too much time on Pinterest and I'll maybe have an idea of what it is that I want in my head and then I'll just type it in floating books or origami birds photoshop and then see what comes up and then from there I'll just try and develop an idea because I've already got the essence of it but it's just trying to then get a visual and I guess drawing out the little square of how you would see the image and then sketching it helps as well I think I've always just been one of those like visual learners <laughs> always found it easier to like look at things and learn as opposed to read and learn I think that it helps me that way but it's just fun to just doodle as well yeah, yeah <laughs> you should imagine. be doing other things <laughs> yeah I'm just imagining your house is like glitter and no, I've got, I have to go in the cupboard under the stairs. It's like in a little Harry Potter cave under <laughs> our stairs. It's really dark. <laughs> These boxes full of like glitter and paint. 
before we talk about super 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 positive things to do you know that have come out of instagram and your journey i did want to talk a little bit about some of the shittier things um (laughs) if that's okay i feel like it was overnight but it obviously wasn't and i guess i've been following you since probably january ish when you kind of went over that 10k mark and started really getting noticed and found your style and all the rest of it what were some of the negative parts of that oh for me because I got so lucky and everyone pulled together and you know Dominique all that she shared my profile and she's got you know monumentous (laughs) and they all did me a total solid and I managed to get to like way over 10k Mm. and it went straight up to about 11 and I think when people see that happening they want that for themselves I'm quite right because they put just as much work in as everybody else and your work to be seen and work to produce images and things and then I think when they see maybe someone doing really well or something going from strength to strength because they want it for themselves they'll then try and not replicate it but try to do the same it's really difficult to to try and get into it but everyone's got their own individual style and I think to try and be like somebody else they say I don't even know what I'm saying here this is it's a really hard topic it's to talk about though, really difficult it? really it's, it's really difficult yeah but no, I, I think people it's try to, to not copy mm. but they will take inspiration from the things they see you do mm. and try to get some of the success for themselves yeah. but everybody does that you know there's no such thing as an original idea like mm. if you thought like you know as I say I'll look on Pinterest so if I then see something and like someone else has already had that idea so I'll develop it to make it my own yeah and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that at all but it's weird I think more than anything when you start really hard to see well. a lot of stuff that you're doing then appear yeah it's strange well I think I it's really hard when you're emulating somebody else mm-hmm. before you've found your own style or you're yeah. inspired by someone else and that's fine but it can sometimes feel from the person who's being in you know the inspiration aka you I can imagine it can sometimes feel a bit intrusive even if you know even if you know that yeah it's absolutely fine that they're doing this and they're crediting me and all the rest of it it can still feel pretty intrusive I would imagine especially you know you say that everybody else has worked as hard or whatever and fair enough that they want to get to the level that you are but actually you're not really giving yourself enough credit because I don't I don't work as hard as you on Instagram at all even remotely yeah I, it's a really difficult topic to talk about and I think one of the things that we did in one of Sarah's courses was she'll get us to kind of copy stuff like you say on on Pinterest it's not really it's not really copying it sounds really terrible before you can find your own style sometimes you need to you need to kind of start with something don't you you do you need you need to be inspired by something in order to then develop your own ideas which is why you know there's absolutely nothing wrong with it it's just bizarre because I think it's difficult for me to get my head around people wanting to Mm. be like me I think that's what where it all stems from because I can't imagine them ever being like like, why do you want photos like mine well there are so many other people with better images why don't you want pictures that are like theirs why would you want pictures like mine but then I've been on the other end of it as well you know I've been Mm. accused of copying from somebody and it then threw me and it was a horrible feeling and I knew that 100% hadn't. Mm. 
I don't think it was so much the image, it was more the caption, but I knew that I absolutely hadn't copied this person and I was being accused of this thing. And I thought, my God, if that's how, you know, if you were to then go and accuse someone of copying you and this is how they would feel, I would never want that on anyone. This is horrible. (laughs) It's an awful feeling. You know, if they genuinely think, oh, like, I love their image, I'm going to try and create something like that. Mm. You can't copyright every single image you do on Instagram and stop being like, you know, you are not allowed to, to yeah. you know, recreate this for yourself. That's ridiculous. You can't do that. I think it's when you've got a very distinct style. Mm-hmm. When you've got a really distinct style and especially your photos are really creative and use Photoshop and, uh, yeah, I would feel exactly the same as you. You just feel a little bit icky but also feel like, okay, well, it's not a crime as such. So I kind no, of have to suck not. it up. And, and it okay did, with- to begin with, it did feel really icky but I think just more because I had such a hard time of why were these people wanting yeah. to have images like mine because it just, you know, you get to this 10K and that, like 10K is a lot. It's a mm. lot of people. Mm. You know, there are people who have, 10 times that hundreds of times that and I don't even know if I could cope with that many I think I'd be (laughs) really weirded out because even from that you then you know you get messages from people asking about your edits and what camera you use and unfollows as well you know with these I mean Sarah said it when you get an influx you also get like a mass unfollowing Mm -hmm. because you know they may see the first you know six or nine images that you that you post and think oh yeah I'm going to follow them because I love all Dominique's work and if she's saying to follow them then I'm going to do it but then if I then post something that they didn't like then they'll just unfollow so I mean I had one day I lost about 35 within three hours I'd posted and then 35 followers went just like that and you know and that's like oh shit you know you've got these this 10k that you need to you feel responsible for you need to be like right well this is getting big I need to be producing stuff that, that, that these guys like you know they want them to stick around I don't want to like be and be above 10k and then for one day to go back down to like yeah. four figures and be like nine 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 eight and for some be like what happened there <laughs> would you lose your swipe up function would they just take it away from you I think they probably would. They're pretty, you know, they're pretty cutthroat, these Instagram gods. With that in mind, now that you're at a 10K, you're above 10K now, but now that you've hit that kind of milestone, what kind of pressures are you feeling when you're creating? I think it's just like yesterday, for instance, I I always try to do the hashtag project Mm. for and create something and it's so lovely when everyone comments and they get such nice comments on them all saying you know this really needs to be featured like you deserve to be featured and I've never had anything close to being featured yet but I then feel like every Sunday like oh right okay I have to put some effort into this one I have to make it better was last week or I really have to try and when it was last week I think it was the imagine and I had so many lovely like dms from people being like this week was made for you before I'd even seen project was people were like this was made for you this week because you you know your images lately have just been this like so many that you could have submitted already and you know I can't wait to see what you produce and stuff and I think oh god (laughs) what if I do something and it's really rubbish (laughs) and then last night's one totally bombed like for the past I think the past three or four images have had in excess of 1200 1500 almost Mm. 2000 likes Last night's got like 500. Was that your um, <laughs> the WHP Great Adventure? Yeah, Great Adventure. I love that one. picture. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's not at all. But then I think 
you know, there's been so many issues yes. with Instagram yeah, the weekend. Mm. And I've, just before we started chatting, one of my friend's accounts has just disappeared. It's just oh, gone. Oh, no. Vanished. And, you know, our, our profile's there, but there's no images, no follower count, no following Can count. Can you turn so, on two-step authentication? Yeah, I did find, I got a, like a, a prompt from Instagram to turn mine on like a week or so ago. Oh, wow. Um, so I did it then. But never noticed anything happen. Mm. Nothing's touched with yeah. happened yet. Fingers but crossed. everyone that I know it's happened to so far, everything's been restored. Mm. But I think days, they've been out for about two or three days before they've gotten everything back. Stressful. Yeah, so <laughs> anyone who's who's listening, turn on your two-step authentication. Is that how you say it? Authentication? Authen- authentication? Am I adding extra syllables? I, th- I think you're asking an authentication. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that thing on in your go to your settings and there's something in security. The thing that says two step before <laughs> and protect your Instagram account because uh yeah, it was hacked, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think it's something to do with email addresses. I think something trying to do with Russia address. apparently. Mm, I saw it was on the telegraph today or yesterday, I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, Instagram yeah. the telegraph. I know, Goodness. I know. <laughs> it's crazy loads of celebrity accounts were hacked and i was like yes celebrity accounts but also hannah Mm. argyle you know yeah (laughs) i know i found allison uh the own life she's the one that's going that's gone down at the minute and she's another you know she makes her her living from her instagram and her blog and stuff and Mm. you know i think that must be terrifying because we all say it you know at any point they could just be like well you know you haven't signed anything you don't pay for this service it's free we could take it away at any time that leads us on to (laughs) that (laughs) ominous honestly leads us on to the fact that if instagram went away tomorrow what would you do i'd get on the phone to sarah and i'd get her to make her own version (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good answer (laughs) please sarah (laughs) Sarah graham yeah i'd be up for that Mm. But you've been blogging a lot more, I've noticed as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's all come, it all feels like it's more organic and mm. it's more natural now. Before it kind of felt a bit forced. And, you know, you'll know yourself, like when you've had the had a baby, mm. you know, your life is just baby. Mm. And I was full of good intentions about, I mean, you've been fab with it, your updates and stuff. I was full of like, going to be what's if it's in my baby bag and where to go with the baby and what the baby's wearing. And I just could not be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> any of it I just thought no like she's napping the last thing I want to do is write about her like <laughs> I'm asleep <laughs> no I've got things to do I need to cook I need to clean I never really got into any of that and then as she got older and I started to get more into this the posts on Instagram came and then as the posts started to grow then the topics for writing came yeah. came about more more easily so it felt less like let's force a title and then write something so when in blogging specifically thinking about blogging mm-hmm. what have been the biggest growth boost to your blog has that been instagram it's you know the majority of my following comes from instagram i think blog loving it, there's followers on blog loving, but i don't think that's accurate i mean i think it was the same when you got the blog loving app you would follow blogs so they would follow yours back it yeah. wasn't really like they were reading it yeah. so they you can, you can class them as, as as readers or visitors to your to your site or anything. But I'm I also recently made the move from blogger to WordPress. Have you? That, Brilliant. That's made a massive difference. Has it? Yeah. Interesting. How so? Yeah. 
and just being able to do what you want with it SEO because you know it has the function and I can now get green lights on my posts before <laughs> like with a blogger <laughs> I had absolutely no idea so, about or the readability or anything like that so what um, you're talking about for the readers is the green lights are from the Yoast all-in-one yes. SEO plugin so you'll get a green amber or red mm-hmm. on of you know your searchability or your readability mm. on the post and it takes I mean it takes a lot longer than it used to yeah. but it's quite satisfying once you get to the end and think yes and I've got like less than 10% of my sentences are <laughs> <laughs> there's not too many words in my paragraphs <laughs> I love it when they um one of the things in Yoast when so you have yeah as Sarah mentioned the searchability and readability and you have like a red amber green for both of them ideally you obviously want green but for the readability I I always say take it with a pinch of salt because obviously if your style is a lot of passive voice you get marked down for that but one of my favorite things is when it says you've scored highly in the readability Fleischer's readability test or whatever (laughs) yes I have to google that to find out what that was and there's like words in it that I just have no idea about like slugs I have no idea what slug whole slug thing is it's something to do with your url I think but I don't really understand Mm. it either I hope you're changing your meta descriptions as well yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) because it's important (laughs) because now on facebook do you promote any of your posts through facebook Facebook yeah I've got a facebook page so I mean, any time an Instagram post goes up, it'll go on the Facebook and then I can share from the blog on the Facebook as well. If you don't tweak your met- your meta description, sorry, not your metadata, mm. which you can do in Yoast, it will just pull through the first few sentences or whatever. So it so you mm. can't tweak your preview in Facebook anymore. Because you can select the image you want as well, can't you? It doesn't have to be the same on, on every platform. Like if you were posting to Twitter and then to Facebook, yeah. like you could have a different image. Yeah, it would obviously have to be contained in the post, but it didn't have to be the same. Yeah, are you using like a um, buffer or something? So it just says like what thumbnail. Um, oh, in you... Yoast, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't bother um, changing any of it. No. I I mean, I, Who's I, got time for that? There's so many little tabs. Yeah, I can't be doing with that. I don't go past the first tab. I haven't got time no. for that. <laughs> Stressful enough trying to get a green light, never mind exactly. checking what other tabs <laughs> might be flashing at you. So Ooh. on the flip side, what has been, and you've kind of already touched on it, what has been something that's held you back in blogging? Do you mean like in terms of what stopped me writing or what? Yeah, anything really. Anything that's been a bit of a stumbling block. Do you know, I think location's a big thing. Because I don't live in a city. I don't even live in, in a town. I live in, you know, it's a big village. There's no big stores. There's nowhere that has, you know, fancy openings or places. Like, there's a lack of places to review yeah. <laughs> if you were going somewhere. There's a lot of stumbling blocks mm. for that kind of thing. And then also for the people, for being noticed around here for this kind of thing as well, because we're all kind of, I mean, the borders is probably a little bit behind in some ways <laughs> to the rest of the world we're catching up <laughs> um, so to say to someone down here oh you write a blog I'm like what's a blog oh, what, what does that entail type type <laughs> thing you know so if you're not a farmer or a joiner or you, know, you don't get the get on the train and go and work in Edinburgh saying to someone that you were you know you wanted to make it writing a blog and that was how you wanted to work people would be a bit like huh really <laughs> what's that yeah but as soon as you get to edinburgh 
they mm. get it. But we are maybe 40 minutes away from Edinburgh. So even, you know, there are events and things that go on up in there. But again, there's like so many other bloggers and Instagrammers and all those kind of people, creatives within Edinburgh that will be first pick for to review things or to be asked for work or for jobs or for events. Especially if you're, you know, if someone was to search for me and my location is Scottish Borders, mm-hmm. not Edinburgh. If they if they look looking for bloggers in Edinburgh, I yeah. pre- I doubt that I will be one of the ones that come up. Thank God for the internet, though. Hey, we do have the internet here. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Blogging isn't your full time job. Would you like it to be your full time job? I would love it to be. It's been a dream as long as I've been doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. to be to be successful at it. I don't know. I it, it still baffles me how people manage to do it. I understand how they do it, yeah. but how they manage every month to be able to to bring in an income I just I'm in awe of of how they how how they do it and I think I'm just nosy as well I want to know (laughs) how they do it tell me your secret (laughs) I think that's one of the but it's funny that you say that because when I was talking to Fifi Whimsy and Grey a few episodes Mm -hmm. I think it's episode four or five I'll link to it in the show notes yeah we were talking about transparency in blogging and bigger bloggers not sharing their knowledge or actually even just smaller bloggers not sharing their knowledge and it's something that whenever anybody asks me anything I will always tell them completely honestly I'll tell I'll tell anyone um because I remember when I started and nobody would tell me and I felt so disheartened for so long because I didn't Mm -hmm. know like exactly what you said what's the secret Mm -hmm. like how do you do it no literally like actually practically how do you do it I think that's a really big issue and I think it's I can totally understand why it's a lot harder for you because for me I can go to networking events and Mm -hmm. that's really been a big game changer for me over the past couple of years is coming back to London going to networking yeah. events you know you get drunk with people they tell you the truth even if they don't want you to yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah. really want to and that's made a massive difference but mm-hmm. when you're further afield and you're not getting that face time yeah you need to you need to dig for it yourself a little bit you kind of need to throw yourself out there a bit more like I will have to email when I got my media kit made up I just spent so much time on Google searching PR companies and the names of the PRs for different brands and would just be completely brass neck about it and send them emails and be like, look, work with me, <laughs> please. I think that's a really good thing though. You're doing exactly what every other blogger, jobbing blogger is doing. You're just mm-hmm. doing it kind of off your own back as opposed to someone telling you how. Yeah. I remember once, like right back at the start I messaged a blogger that I absolutely adored sent her an email and just asked for some advice mm-hmm. I wasn't asking for you know how do you get all the free stuff there was nothing like that it was like you know it was an admiration post it was you know really like your blog like how did you get so you know what did you do like did you just continually do this Were you, are you is there any tips that you could give someone that's starting out and they just they just didn't reply mm-hmm. there was no response it was the email address that was on their blog yeah. to use and they encouraged you know people ah, to yeah. to get in touch and I did and got nothing back and then I just thought oh why what's the point in bothering like did that put you off ever asking anyone else um yeah because I didn't ask anyone else after that no, <laughs> I didn't really, email anyone really else yeah but then I got a looked at it and I thought you know this girl's she's younger than I am mm. I just kind of looked at it a more circumstance I was like she's younger she's probably you know she's 
caught up in the thick of this wonderful blog. She's doing so well. She's probably just not got the time to sit and go through my tedious Well, maybe. Or questions maybe, on, or maybe on she's email. a bit of a douche for ignoring her reader. Yeah. Because <laughs> whenever anybody comments on my blog, whenever anybody emails mm. me, whenever anybody comments on my Instagram or DMs me or on Twitter, I reply to every single person. And I appreciate yeah. that I don't have the same level of followers that some other people do but even if you look mm. at sarah or dominique they do the same and or hannah oh, yeah. well, they all do mm. the same and that's because they appreciate their readers and all three of those people have got such an engaged oh. following of fiercely loyal followers so don't give her the benefit of that. maybe, <laughs> maybe she didn't have time but also she should have made time it would have been nice i know if someone had emailed me i would have tried yeah. to have got back provided i've gotten gotten the message who knows it might have gone to our junk email maybe you know that happened to anyone if you message them and you don't get it you go to the junk box and you're so nice maybe (laughs) and i guess that's probably going to make you be quite the opposite when people contact you i guess she was another scottish blogger Mm. blogger as well so i I was super interested to know Mm. because it was finding difficult again being you know up here and there being a bit of a lack of things going on for bloggers like how she'd done it you know you're going to these events you've been invited to things in london and at that point didn't see much difference between the images that she was posting and the images that i was and i just thought i wonder what it is the hook it's here what <laughs> yeah but that's i mean that's the thing we've been all the head offices for everything are in london or down south you know that's where the headquarters and the hubs for all of these big brands and pr companies that's where everyone is it is easier it is easier in london because you can get yourself out to meet a pr or go to a networking event or whatever there's i mean there's an abundance for them for drinks companies up here (laughs) (laughs) yeah that makes sense whiskey and gin and all (laughs) and the like for a distillery (laughs) (laughs) coach loads of americans all yeah they get really into it Mm. like really into the history and the clans and the and the nation because everyone's cousins, aunties, brother's wife was a McDonald, so you know they, they've they've got roots in Scotland, and you know they. Like, Do you know Ian McDonald? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I got really into it too. I was like, brilliant. Mm-hmm. There must be some Scottish in me somewhere. Let's find it. I must be part of some clan. So. One of the other things that I wanted to ask you was, mm-hmm. how do you manage your Instagram in terms of gallery curation? To view it before I post it type yeah. thing. Do you, do you plot things out or do you have such a strong sense of your own style yeah, that you can... Sometimes. I mean, I used to be really religious at plotting them out. I think, you know, watch what colours and things that I posted. That was before I kind of started all the Photoshop heavy edits because it went really blue for a while. So I wouldn't have posted anything that would have been yellow or anything like right smack in the middle because I would just think, oh God, a garish. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it right at all? But the apps, what were the apps that you used? Un, is it Unum? U-N-U-M? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And it gives you some stats and stuff on it as well. It tells you, like, what best time of day to post. I don't know how, you know, reliable it is. I didn't really go by that. I don't think it really works either. You know, you could post at one time of day and it go really well. Mm. You do the same the following week and it just not work. So, you know, I find that also... I know that some people post exactly the same time every day, but mm-hmm. I it doesn't make a difference for me. I mean, I've posted at all times of day. I used to post four times a day. How? Because it would just take pictures of Ren's face and then yeah. post them on Instagram. Be like, oh, look at my baby. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's now once a day, if that. 
I used to do twice. I used to do once in the morning and once at night. Yeah. It's now just at night between sort of six and eight mm. p.m. Once Ren's in bed, once I've got time to engage properly, scroll through, see what's happening, reply to comments, all that kind of thing, and then that's it done. So that takes um, us quite nicely onto in terms of engagement and your following yeah. and uh, community and all that sort of lovely stuff. Mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. you've created a few different hashtags, um, but obviously the one that I'm thinking of is botanical body hair, which mm-hmm. you've written about as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when you created it and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I'm such a hairy person. I was like, I can this is something <laughs> I can get on board with. But I'm just not I'm just not very creative. So I still haven't. Who did you create it with? Unfoundor? Yeah, Patricia. Yeah, I Unfoundor. And she's in Italy. She stays in Italy with her family. And it came about from Bloom and Grow from Sarah's course. Every week we were given, you know, homework to do and the homework that week was unexpected we had to create an image that was unexpected involving flowers obviously as well so you could have poured milk from the bottle but instead of the milk was petals or look in your coffee cup and there wasn't actually coffee it was flowers or or whatever else and I just thought I tried something with a wine glass and I just wasn't happy with it and then one morning I was getting dressed and had to do the necessary. I was wearing a vest or something and I needed to shave my armpits. <laughs> I just thought, oh, imagine if that was just flowers. That would be nice. <laughs> we need to do it. And I was like, I'm going to make a beard. I am going to make a beard of flowers and I'm just going to sit with my razor and my toothbrush and say something about how ridiculous it is. So I just did it. And I sat in my towel and my towel in my hair and glued these petals to a bit of paper and then like tied it around my head with some wool took various shots of it because it kept falling off and eventually got one that was okay and then when I posted it Patricia just thought it was hilarious she just thought this is so funny and poignant and I get it <laughs> and then she responded by posting her own version and it just became this thing and at that point we didn't have the hashtag but someone had messaged us like you know you need to make this a hashtag so we threw about some ideas and eventually because what did we had like floral fuzz or <laughs> hairy horticultural something <laughs> can't remember but botanical body hair was the one that stuck so that was what we went with and then people just went with it and we've had so many like lovely stories from people and it, it means different things to to everybody like it's not one doesn't mean one thing to one person you know we've had people that have been battling with with cancer that have lost their hair and it meant something to them and people that have had you know babies and have been left with stretch marks and they used the flowers to highlight where those were and it's not just about you know shaving your legs or having a a moustache that you need to wax I mean everyone everyone has these hang-ups and things but I think more often you know we're told that it's not pretty or it's not beautiful when you get to decide that you should be the one to decide you know, so if you're happy with it being there, then you should be allowed to have it there. If you're not, take it off. It's entirely <laughs> your prerogative. Nobody gets to say otherwise. It's your body, your rules. Yeah. It's so, so cool. It's, been a, it's such a cool hashtag. I think it'll probably slow down for Christmas, though. I can't see very many people putting a holly bush anywhere yeah. near <laughs> these areas. It probably could be quite prickly. <laughs> and I know for myself, I mean, I usually go through September till about March and I don't shave my legs. So. Same, yeah. <laughs> I 
think I probably go from July to no, I don't. I did check my lips <laughs> once or twice in July. Move <laughs> yeah. to Scotland and never have to do it. <laughs> don't tempt me. I'm really trying to make my husband move out of London, so we'll see. <laughs> Thank you so much for being part of the podcast, Sarah. Where can everybody find you online? So you can find me on Instagram at Sarah underscore Louise underscore Ferg, or you can find me on Twitter at BrassButtons underscore C. And then my blog is BrassButtonsandConfidence.com. 